souls listening to this podcast welcome to another episode where we discuss everything about healing developing and expanding ourselves to our full potential i'm the host of this podcast my name is elizabeth and i just deal with everything everything in the world really everything that we are curious to know more i'm a life coach and soul therapist and i'm also certified in various energy healing modalities and it's just my pleasure to talk about different topics in each episode everything for our healing deepest healing and expansion of humanity's consciousness beautiful friends i'm so excited to start another episode from my podcast heal develop expand where we dive deeper into the topics that i really think that we need to really discover you know the things that are untouched by society or are not usually talked enough so In this episode, we're going to dive deep into trauma, but not just trauma as in what we feel individually and, you know, as a collective, but more into the society rules. So being in the mental health and emotional health field, you know, in the holistic, especially um, category, and I was really wondering something So I was just taking a look at the LGBTB um, community, especially in the aromantic, asexual, you know, people. And I just had this realization hit on me. What if we are actually labeling trauma as other names and actually normalizing this trauma and not healing it? And, and just putting other labels into it. So before you can just um, come with other comebacks, you know, let me explain. So it all started because I was in this app for mental health where I usually help people as well there. And I meet many types of people. Like... And from one side, it really helps me to understand what others are going through and how can I relate myself to them, especially talking if we are in the um, topic of, you know, narcissistic abuse. Because there's actually more people, um, victims of and survivals as well, from narcissistic abuse that we ever realize. Like... Actually, I had people as well telling me, denying it, denying this abuse from narcissists. But that's another complete uh, topic we'll talk about later. So I, I've been in this app, just scrolling and reading the posts. And I just, you know, stumbled apro- across some posts um, with people talking about being a romantic or a sexual and it just triggered something within me. Like, a romantic by definition is not having, you know, 
romantic attraction to anyone, just not being able to feel so. And asexuality is not being able to feel like this sexual attraction to anyone. Because, you know, according to my knowledge on mental health, especially going into, you know, emotional attachment styles, we got on the first place this secure attachment style, which is, um, this happens if you're usually, <clears throat> you know, grown up in a very healthy family, or if you're doing, you know, the inner work and you're coming you know, to healthy ways of of relating to people, especially in their romantic field or in friendships, you know. So the other three attachment styles is usually what's worrying for us, right? So we got the avoidant attachment style, the anxious, which is, you know, as the word says, it's like being super anxious and being scared that the other person might leave you all the time and the last one is disorganized which is basically a combination of anxious and avoidant it's like the push and pull dynamic so getting back to the avoidant attachment style is you basically wanting love but at the same time because of trauma because of for example the case that's so common in in many families in many dysfunctional families it's basically you know that you want love but at the same time you know that because of previous experiences where you experienced you know a very hurtful way and form of love which is totally not love because if we combine, you know, toxicity with love, it usually ends the whole meaning of what love is supposed to be. But coming back to the topic, you get an avoidant attachment style. It can be both avoidant or anxious, depending on how your nervous system works and how your brain is wired and how your body gets the trauma. But either way, if you're anxious or avoidant, you know that thinking of love is not a very happy feeling for you. It's usually related to these memories of, you know, maybe your family members punishing you or gaslighting you, manipulating you. So you really don't have this healthy idea of love, this healthy unconditional love. You think that love is something that is hurtful, painful, and you think that people are going to manipulate you, that they're going to be nice to you in exchange of something. And they're going to use you and for their own gain. So this is what usually happens when you have this idea of love, when you grow up in a toxic family system. So coming back to the avoidant attachment style, I really thought that what if we're actually labeling avoidant attachment styles as aromantic because aromantic people they don't feel any romantic connection right it's just that and and if something really if something really wants to talk about this with me i, I would like to welcome them into the space so we can discuss about this deeper but this is about my observations this is what I really um, saw 
And then also I've been going around many discussions on the internet and people already asked this before, is it possible to be a romantic because of trauma? And if you're looking for the answer, of course, of course you can, you know. So I really believe this is something happening with how our brain is wired in our childhood, how it changes. So it doesn't necessarily mean like this mostly and this LGBT idea, you know, that we have an identity and people are saying like, oh, I identify as this thing and another person says, oh, I identify as that thing, you know. I truly believe that most things can be changed and especially if someone is identified as a sexual or a romantic, you really have to get to know them and say, hey, do you experience trauma? And in most cases, the answer will be yes, which is something that we really have to get into, into consideration, you know, because people are so quick to label themselves. And I mean, I really don't have anything against uh, labeling ourselves as something because it, in a way it helps us to better understand ourselves and to better accept ourselves, you know, because one of the things that is coming in this holistic therapy work is the um, being compassionate with ourselves, just accepting ourselves fully and conditionally. So with this new age ideas, you know, more liberal ideas, ideas, we're coming to terms that, okay, we can accept ourselves and there's nothing wrong with us, which is good, of course, which is good. But the problem comes, I think, is that when we label our traumas as something good. Now, I'm not saying that we have to stigmatize traumas because if not, we will go backwards and this is not helping at all. But the whole purpose of this discussion today is to better understand while we are labeling ourselves and many people that label themselves, they don't even want to change. They are comfortable with this identity they made up and they don't even want to look on, you know, on the origin of why they feel this way. And this is the issue, like this stubbornness of seeing deep down within you and saying, hey, I'm human, you know, I can change. So... What if I can change my identity because there's something wrong with me? Like, not wrong of there's um, broken, but there's trauma. There's still trauma. There's still unresolved trauma. And coming back to the online, you know, posts and forums I've been looking and searching for, there's many people I saw that one therapist, for example, have been working with lots of them and heartbreak really creates a lot of aromantic people like they usually lose uh, lose their true love just this person that they thought that it was their soulmate that they gave gave their whole heart to and then they try to fix it through therapy and as nothing works because conventional therapy is usually through the mind you don't work through the energy uh, you know, the karmic systems, the emotions, the somatic work, because trauma is stored in the body as well. So, because nothing works, when they meet people of 
high quality that they want to date because it feels normal it feels you know it's nothing it's not just I'm assuming the stress hormones are not there there's no really no adrenaline like the heartbreak that it happened they feel nothing so these sad people they just ruin love for other human beings so I believe that most people that are aromantic it is because of heartbreak and this heartbreak it just starts through family systems but it then it continues through heartbreak from romantic relationships and it's really sad and also before we go further with this uh just a little disclaimer i'm not aromantic myself but i'm just i'm just discussing things based on my perspective and because I'm really specialized into the trauma field, into the, into the complex PTSD from, you know, narcissistic family systems. I think this is a really a topic that needs to be discussed more. Now, before we continue more in depth with asexuality now, if you're enjoying the, the podcast and this episode especially... I would really appreciate if you would give it a big thumbs up if you're listening to this on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, you know, platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Please subscribe to follow me on more adventures like this and to really stay tuned to all my thoughts and, and really get to this together because I really think that this is so interesting to discuss. So if you really want to see more topics um, being discussed in the open without filters many times, most of the times actually, without filters, on, on mental health, emotional health, spirituality, psychology, metaphysics, the paranormal, if you're interested on anything that I mention and much more, it would really would help if you would be subscribed to this. So let's get back to asexuality. So as I mentioned before, you know, asexuality, I also consider it being trauma big time. And also I've been picking around the internet and there's this really interesting article on Midi Edge on this page. On the call occurrence of asexuality, PTSD, and sexual trauma. And this article was published March the 5th on 2018. And basically, they've been having, you know, um, some U.S. college students, including basically identified, self-identified as sexual individuals, who completed health and studies and then the results this is the part that we really have to take um, into consideration and to um, be really careful with the results this is the important and the really interesting um, side of the of the of the article of the study so from the part of the individuals who identified as a sexual which would be the 6.6% of self-reported as 
you know, diagnosis of PTSD. 3.5% reported a history of sexual assault. And this is if we take like the people who talked about this, who weren't scared, because we also have to remember that many people, especially men, have this stigma of not knowing and being kind of afraid of talking about this trauma because usually in society men are still quite stigmatized about talking about emotions and all that thing so then i'm reading among non-sexual non-asexual participants 1.9 percent of self-reported a diagnosis of ptsd and 2.5% reported a history of sexual trauma in the past 12 months. In the past 12 months, now imagine if they were actually cases of sexual abuse in childhood. Now, the third point is individuals who identified as a sexual were more likely to report a diagnosis of PTSD and sexual trauma within the past 12 months compared to non-sexual individuals. Now, again, within the past 12 months, imagine if the sexual uh, abuse, the trauma from this was in childhood. It was even worse. And I've been also reading about people who say that they don't have trauma because many people have like this notion of trauma being something really big, like losing a loved one or just getting in this accident or having a really, you know, abusive household. But trauma really is different for for everyone. You know, there can be also cases of religious trauma where, for example, if you're Christian, um, someone does something and it really doesn't have any effect, whereas you are a Muslim, for example, and it does have an effect on you because you were educated in some values that are different from the Christian religion, for example. So trauma is different for, for everyone as we have different nervous systems, we have different emotions and we react to emotions differently. So if you think you don't have trauma, I'm not telling you that you, like everyone has trauma, but... If you, for example, have some signs, you know, you wear many, many parents. Um, I also noticed that they were physically abused for punishments and then they say that they don't have trauma. This is quite interesting because they then show behaviors that show otherwise, like being super overprotective or just not trusting other people outside of the family system you know thinking that everyone outside of the family is hostile and wants to harm you this is an example of trauma and many many parents many you know people from older generations than the millennials or the um generations that you know it's different and we really have to talk more about this Luckily, the new generations are already talking about this. But coming back to the topic of asexuality, you know, there's a correlation as we saw that trauma, PTSD, especially complex PTSD, 
is related to being a sexual because by definition a sexual is not wanting any you know any sexual relationship and just when someone really touches you or caress you just physically you are so disgusted because it reminds you of the traumatic events right and then i think also picking in another forum and i saw that one person that was just really after the sexual traumatic event they were trying to date again and to just force themselves to get over the trauma and i got two points in this first of all you don't force yourself to get out of trauma healing from trauma is really a gradual process and when you think that you're finally healed a wave of traumatic flashbacks memories they just came come back maybe new memories come back that your brain hid from you and you're just reenacting them again so with healing time is not linear as we were taught healing is more like a circle of movements and when we are forced to just visit our childhood or the events again and again until we learn to finally give this love to our inner child and our inner teenager and so this person was just saying that they were trying to force themselves to to get over this trauma and because they saw that nothing worked they just accepted that they are asexual and well this is what happens when you don't have the right tools to heal from trauma you think that being asexual or being a romantic is your whole identity because your trauma is not healed it's still in your body in your mind even in your soul in your energy so as if you've been following my podcast for now for the previous episode you know that i'm a huge advocate for the holistic therapy because it considers the whole system not only the mind that conventional therapy focuses on now again if you're not you know believing this i'm not telling you to do so and especially take this personally you know i'm just discussing about these things but if you haven't considered about this and especially if you identify yourself as a sexual or aromantic i really encourage you to give this this discussion this topic a little bit of thought especially from personal experience working with clients i just really noticed many people that when you work on their energy when they are having you know maybe they think that they don't want to touch any human being any any time again and when we work on their trauma when we work on their energy their blockages their emotional blocks their energy blocks when we remove those they feel like they are a different completely different person and they don't identify with labels and maybe it's not your case maybe you didn't go deeper maybe it's not we don't know but whatever your case is i really invite you to go deeper into yourself instead of running away from yourself as many um people in society are advocating you know just accept yourself as you are even if you're broken you don't really have to do anything this is what i'm saying in in this um society nowadays 
But I think that feeling broken is really a motivation for us to to work in ourselves and to figure out what we can improve, what we can heal, especially the inner child. Just many problems uh, wouldn't exist if we just healed our inner child because at the end of the day, we're just little children in adults' bodies. So yeah, I just invite you to go deeper in yourself as you're listening to these episodes. And if you really enjoyed today's episode and if you really enjoyed, you know, listening to this discussion, don't forget to subscribe, follow and like for more and even contributing. So this really helps me to keep going. So I really hope that you are having a great day there. Today is evening already. Sending tight hugs to everyone and see you in the next episode.